award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Okay, guys, I appreciate you being with us today. Uh, this is a new endeavor here, doing a Zoom via Wildcast. I appreciate you guys joining me. We got... Uh, folks from all across the state so it's gonna be a fun show i've also got don co-hosting with me from his uh his back porch there don how's it going hey going pretty well jason appreciate it yeah i got outside here on the back porch and uh it's not quite as scenic as the other guys but uh i'll i'll do my best to keep up hey i do want to show off uh my new my new find here this is the new hat you can get at gooutdoorstennessee.com you make a license purchase or if you just want to go there and get the hat there's a way you can just go get the hat but it's a $20 donation and it's uh this this fills the gap of the the uh I call it the winter hat that we had we offered uh, a while back that I've been wearing and uh anyway this is the spring and summer version of it so anyway it's uh, it's out there and available uh as of this past weekend from what I understand Awesome. That's good to hear. Good to hear. I knew they were going to be on the market soon, and uh, so they're out there. So, Don, you've been in the office a few times since since uh, this pandemic kind of hit. Uh, our offices are closed, but you've been in a few times to do a few things. What's operations looking like now that we've uh, we've kind of closed the doors to, to the public right now? Right. We're still we're still uh, uh working and helping the public we've got uh three ladies running the frontline phones cindy uh juliana and claire um they've they've uh picked up their duties that they would normally be doing you know from their workstation at the at the headquarters and they're doing it from their home uh office so uh, they've they've adapted and our IT folks have, have outfitted them with the equipment they need to be able to answer the phones and and take those calls and you know some of the questions uh, that require a certain kind of expertise where they would normally forward you to licensing or forward you to the boating division um, they're doing the best they can but but for right now um, if you need help dial that that front number 781-6500 and and you'll get some help um uh you know during normal business hours so kind of that's that's how we're how we're working it right now and and a lot of us are working from home i'm doing the same and and i know i haven't seen you for two weeks now face to face so uh it's good to see you today yeah yeah it's good to see all these guys on the screen all their faces so i'm gonna go back to grid view hopefully y'all can see that at home um, fishing is wide open. Turkey hunting is wide open. Uh, the outdoors are open. So uh, first I want to start with Frank. Frank's our chief of fisheries and, and just jump into it. Frank, um, how have you been doing? How are you adapting to this new schedule and, and uh, been out fishing any at all or anything like that? Yeah, Jason. Uh, I've, been, I've been able to get out a few times and uh, I schedule is just it's really really a bizarre schedule to have we're uh you know we're, we're still doing a lot of work from the house i'm still working on asian carp there's a lot of uh national committee stuff that i'm working on to move some projects forward there but uh when i when i have had a chance to get out i've been coming to coming to the lake trying to stay local with my trips but i've been coming to priest lake because i live in nashville and uh 
it's been, been been pretty good fishing so far. It's not been I haven't been killing them yet, but uh, it, it's been okay. So I'm just I'm out here today trying to bring the lake to some people that might see this. Awesome, awesome. So your crews are still out in the field working some. Some are at home. Tell us kind of how you've adapted the the regional folks and the regional crews to continue working and keep doing what we do. Yeah, everyone understands that there are. You know, we, we've got to follow the guidelines to, for our safety and the safety of others. Uh, fortunately for us, our work groups are fairly small, but they're spread out across the state. So we're talking about three to four people at times in a very small area. So there, there are opportunities well, in, a, in, a, in a small office setting, but there's plenty of room for them to spread out once they get to work. You know, we're driving in separate vehicles. If we need to go to the lake, we're limiting it to two people per boat to keep the distance. And we're, uh, and, our, and our hatchery staff is very busy this time of year, and they've been able to continue the work that, that they need to do so that we have fish to stock later this year, so we have fish to catch in two years by the time them fish grow up. Our hatchery staff are, you know, we're all biologists, so we understand viruses and, and uh, you know, contamination issues. We've got, we've got a lot of good protocols in place anyway to protect fish, so we obviously step that up ourselves in those situations. So oh, that's good. Good to hear. I'm, I'm glad you were able to get out and, and, and do a little fishing. You said uh, before we started the call, you said you saw some gizzard shad there at the Elm Creek. Yeah, I was walking. I just came out here to get on, on the shoreline to uh, maybe maybe catch a fish or two, but I, I which I didn't do. But I was it was interesting. The gizzard shad were up real shallow spawning right now, and it's uh I, you know it's. Yeah, I was surprised. I guess not surprised to see him. I, you know, I know they spawn every year, but you don't always just walk up on a hundred gizzard shad and three inches of water. So that made me think, oh, there's got to be, you know, hybrids or bass right here tracking all this. But if they were, I couldn't catch them. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you uh, trying to bring the outdoors to us and, and coming out, going out there and, and shooting from the, from the shore. Maybe you can catch one if we lose you, if the signal drops or something. Go catch a fish for all of us. How does that sound? All right. <laughs> um, I want to go down the list. Uh, we got guys from all across the state with us today, and I want to start with Tim. Tim's in West Tennessee. He's a regional fisheries program manager there. And and Tim, what's West Tennessee looking like? How's the fishing? What are your crews up to right now? And just uh, give us a give us an update. Well, like Frank said, we're all taking this virus very seriously. We're practicing social distancing. We're working in very small crews. <clears throat> when we are together, we maintain our distance. And uh, hunters got and Hunter and Tom, Hunter Henley and Tom Pratt have a real good safety plan for for the hatchery. And uh, again, we're just taking it serious, doing the best we can. The fishing depends on where you're at. Real foot park closed several ramps. <clears throat> around real foot so some of the basins are inaccessible unless you put in one or run a long way but fishing's kind of slow pressures down uh kentucky reservoir is they're they're catching a lot of crappie bass fishing's really good and uh it's picking up quite a bit and pressure is unbelievable because the state park closed the paris landing ramp so that focuses other people in other at other ramps so it's it's a it's a situation where Park is limited. You better get there early to get a parking spot because fishing is that good on the big sandy. Um, State Lakes, the same thing. Um, several, Glen Springs, Herb, and David Crockett all doubled their sales in March from last year. So people are getting out 
done fishing and um, enjoying the outdoors. It's uh, and from what my krill clerks say, they are practicing social distancing while they're fishing and while they're putting in and out of, of their boat around. So people are aware, people are doing the best they can, but uh, fishing's not bad right now, considering how early it really is. <clears throat> well, one other thing I wanted to touch on with you is you've got this hatchery out in West Tennessee where they're growing some largemouth. Talk about that a little bit. How's that going? Are we seeing some yeah. production? We have Florida largemouth bass building that's been in production now for, I think this is the third year. And this is our best year ever because we're, they've already raised 700,000 fry. They need 400,000 more to meet their quota. Uh, they'll be moving those fry to the ponds, and the ponds are warming up well because of the weather. So we'll be able to get that done. And uh, they're really excited about how well they've done with their, with their Florida largemouth bass program. All right, awesome. And I want to remind folks that the hatches are closed to the public. We are still working. Uh, our guys are still out there trying to do their, do their thing. And thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. And, uh, no, you're welcome. Yeah, get cut no off. Thanks for thanks for being with us. Um, let's jump on uh, to Jolly Mike Jolly. Uh, he's uh, up on the plateau. Works out of a Region Three office. He's a reservoir biologist, and uh, we appreciate appreciate him joining us today. How's it going, uh, Mike? It's going great. Beautiful day. Good day to be outside. Yeah, it looks like you're in a good spot there. Yeah, this is actually, uh, so I'm on Watts Bar Reservoir here, and I'm actually on a fishing pier that we were able to partner on last year. Uh, it's a really nice pier, uh, provides some really good fishing. We put a lot of fish attractors out from it, so uh, just coming out and uh, enjoying the, the scenery here and also the uh, the opportunity, uh, a place that we were able to partner in and help the public have a place to fish. Have you caught any fish there yet? No, not yet. So I hadn't, I hadn't wet a line yet this morning. So, uh, but it does look pretty tempting as I see some of the fish swimming around uh, some of the structure and stuff here. Definitely, definitely. Well, tell us how your crews are adapting and what's going on uh, out, out of the Region 3 office. I know you've got you know, a lot of work on the plateau and then a lot of work on the Tennessee River and things like that. So what's going on with you guys? How y'all adapting to this? Yeah, so we've been uh, very conscientious, so you know about the virus and the uh, social distancing and all that. We've uh, split our crews up, uh, rotating some shifts out, keeping people apart. Our hatchery work right now has really uh, probably given us the uh, lion's share of work to do. So we were in a right in the middle of walleye uh, spawning, so we were able to go out and get several broodfish uh, in our Tennessee River system. It's from fish that we stocked years ago. Uh, taking those back to our hatchery there at Sugar Creek, uh, able to spawn those out. The guys have really done a tremendous job with that. And uh, just last week, the eggs had turned into the fry, uh, which are those small hair-like um, little things that we call fish, you know. So anyway, they were able to stock those in the ponds at the end of the week. And uh, those were remaining there from 30 to 50 days or so until they grow up uh, to a one or two inch fingerling size. And at that point, we'll extract them out and stock them into the reservoirs where they're destined to go but uh, that's been a lot of work for us right there uh, we've also been out doing some uh, evaluations of some of our boat ramps uh, looking into some of our spring surveys that are coming up figuring out how we're going to do that we always electrofish for black bass in the spring and uh, just uh, answering a lot of questions from the public on uh, you know phone calls social media and that kind of stuff so uh, staying busy how about we highlight a couple of the reservoirs in your area? What's Chickamauga, Chickamauga sure. looking like? There goes a the boat. What's Chickamauga looking yeah. like these days? Chickamauga, man, it, it, it continues to really be just a powerhouse for fisheries. And uh, I know people, when they think of Chickamauga, they, they typically think of largemouth bass. And 
uh, the fishery there, and it is really good. A lot of double-digit bass, you know, that were reported last year to us through uh, different people. But um, that was a project started in 2000, so it's hard to believe. I've been in that process for about 20 years now. But Chickamauga also is very productive for crappie. Uh, I mean, uh, probably with a mild winter we had in early February, people were starting to display some really nice catches of crappie that they were catching. Upcoming will be some good bluegill uh, red ear fisheries uh, down there opportunity. But, uh, of course, the largemouth bass is still a big deal. A lot of the tournaments have been postponed uh, because of this uh, because of the uh, virus. So um, it's going to give opportunity for a lot of people to get down there that couldn't find a place at a boat ramp, I guess. Uh, but it's still been very crowded down here now, and a lot of people are going out taking advantage of the good fishing at Chickamauga. That's pretty smart for folks to probably postpone those tournaments just because that's going to congregate a lot of yes. people. But, yes, yes. Um, that's a good move on those folks' part. Uh, you reminded me to just mention this, you know, and we've said it, uh, Tim even mentioned it, a lot of the ramps are closed. Some of the state park ramps are closed, but all our ramps that we manage are open. So just um, uh, check our website, check our Facebook page, and, uh, call before you go for somewhere you can uh, a local uh, office there or something you can call and talk to somebody maybe and get a hold of somebody make sure something's open if you're curious uh how about del Hollow? that's a that's a that's a big reservoir up there what how's that how's fishing up there i tell you what del Hollow has been on fire for smallmouth and uh, uh people catching a lot of big smallmouth up there great numbers uh the fish look uh, great good and healthy um you know, the uh, slot limit up there continues to really produce a lot of good fish in between that 16 and 21-inch range. Uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of congestion up there at the boat ramps. Uh, I understand from my krill clerk, uh, just a lot of people from a lot of different places that are coming to fish. Um, you know, uh, crappie fishing has been really good now. Uh, a lot of people that are doing the spider rigging and stuff up there, which is kind of a a new deal for Del Hollow. You don't see that a lot up there because of the, a lot of the fish that are caught there are deeper because of the water is more clear than a lot of other reservoirs, but they're enjoying really good success at Del Hollow right now. So it uh, would be another jewel of a place to, uh, to go and, and fish right now as well. Awesome. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch on, and I know this isn't your, your wheelhouse, you're the reservoir guy, but um, Jellicoe and Sitico area, that's popular for sure. folks to go fishing and, and it's still great opportunities there but uh, you know people congregating and frank and i were talking about this the other day some of those areas are open to folks over 65 i think and for kids under a certain age and a good chance you could you could run your hand down a handrail or something or touch something somebody else has touched you got to be careful yeah. about going to these areas but just uh what would you suggest for folks going maybe to Sitico or, or teleco area to fish and and give them some pointers there if you don't mind yeah, sure. I was able to talk to the uh, hatchery manager at Teleco this morning, uh, and he advised me that all of the stocking and fishing opportunities are still open there. Uh, the Forest Service that actually owns the land around there, they've shut down all the campgrounds and, uh, you know, the restroom areas, picnic areas, and those kind of things. But it is a good reminder that uh, when we're out in, in places where you do have an opportunity to touch that handrail, like this fishing pier that I'm on, or at a boat ramp with a courtesy dock, uh, it is a good time to observe those guidelines that we have and, you know, protect your hands and any kind of contaminants there. So, uh, but fishing still uh, in uh, in action up there at the Teleco Sitco and uh, as, as their plans are, is to continue stocking and providing that opportunity right now. Cool. Awesome. Well, one last thing. You uh, went to you hunting this weekend, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I did. 
Uh, how, tell, us, tell us how it went. I think you had some success, right? It went great. Uh, so I had a good morning, had to work pretty hard for, uh, for one, had to uh, uh, pull one away from a set of hens, but there was another gobbler with him, and uh, he wanted to come check me out, and uh, another hen wanted to come check me out even more, so he followed her right to me. So uh, it was about a three-hour hunt, so uh, it was quite an adventure there. And uh, what was really neat about it, Jason, I was using a call that uh, my dad makes. He makes these wooden calls, and, and he had also killed one that morning about the same time I killed mine. So uh, it's quite a family tradition we have there. My dad and I have always been able to hunt and fish together. Uh, he's really the one that um, encouraged me, promoted my love and passion that I have for the outdoors now that led to the, 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 the job I'm in today. You know, and so I, it was really very special as he and I got to share those stories and uh, just love being outdoors. Turkey hunting is absolutely one of my most favorite things to do. Uh, it's a beautiful time of the year. And when I had more energy, I would come home from turkey hunting and jump in a boat and go try to catch a limited crappie the same day. But uh, now when you get through uh, hunting hard for turkeys, you may just want to rest a little more. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> you know, I'll share this. I went out, took my son this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday morning both, and and heard some gobblers jump some birds uh, on Saturday, and then I, I seen an armadillo on Sunday. So that was the extent of my, my weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, things have changed, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was kind of funny uh, to see. But anyway, yeah. well, I appreciate you, Mike. Uh, thanks for being with us if we lose sure. you, and thanks for being here. And, and uh, yeah. jump to Jim and jump to Jim and see how things are going. Jim, thanks for, for jumping on here with us. Uh, Jim Habera, he's um, a – Fisheries Scout in East Tennessee. Uh, tell us what you do, uh, Jim, and, and uh, bring us up to date on how things are going on uh, in the East Tennessee region. Hey, Jason, I'm the uh, Streams and Rivers Unit Coordinator here in Region 4. So we're my work group samples and manages all our cold water, warm water, cool water stream fisheries in, uh, in, over here in East Tennessee. Um, right now we're, you know, we're like everybody else in, uh, in the state, we're, we're staying busy, but most of our staff is working from home. You know, the hatchery guys still have their duty, duties at the hatcheries to keep those up and running, but, uh, we're trying to stay busy. We, we just finished up doing our annual, uh, trout fishery assessments on our tailwaters. We try to get all those done during the month, month of March. And uh, ahead of, of those, uh, those tailwater fisheries being stocked, we want to we get that work done before we start dumping new fish in for the year. So we just got those finished up, and those tailwaters look really great. Kind of the, the downside is right now TVA has a lot of water to move. The, the reservoirs over here are the elevations of those reservoirs are above their guide curves where TVA would want them to be right now. So they're moving a lot of water. And it's hard to get, you know, to catch a day when the flow's down, when you can get out there and actually wade fish or bank fish. Um, if, you know, if you were going to float or, or get a boat out on those waters, you could do that. But uh, right now, at least for the, for the short term, it looks like there's a lot of water that they're, that they're needing to move through those systems. Awesome. So uh, when you mentioned tailwaters, it made me think of the new thing we have on our website, the tailwater uh, fishing forecast. Uh, how is fishing looking other than the high water? You know, what's folks going to catch these days? What are they looking at catching? How, uh, any suggestions on what to use or things like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is springtime. So pretty much you've got a lot of things happening now. You know, if you're a, if you're a bait angler, you know, that's going to work. Folks that like to, to spin fish with lures, whether, you know, whether – 
at low flows when the water's down wading or drifting in a boat or canoe or something that would work and now of course now that we're into the spring season you're going to have hatches coming off on on a lot of these tailwaters and you know that'll progress through the spring so kind of everything uh no matter what kind of trout angler you are i think there, there's opportunity out there or just around the corner you know for, for that awesome i took my son and, and family uh daughter and wife this weekend and we caught some on a little small pond just tried to get away and and oh, do yeah. some fishing so it's it's a good time to be right. out it's not too hot right now not too it, hot it, anyway. it is and and i would add that um our all the stocking over here in region four our trout stocking is proceeding according to schedule uh we haven't had you know we haven't missed anything there there are a couple places that we stock on state parks. Uh, there's Panther Creek State Park uh, in Hamblin County, which, you know, the state parks are closed right now. So that one, our, our staff from Buffalo Springs had literally just stocked that the day they closed it down. So the fish will be there waiting when they, when they open back up. But, uh, but right now you can't get into, into fishing. And then we do stock the Doe River through Rome Mountain State Park, but that is essentially still accessible. There's a state highway that runs through there. And, um, you know, the, the, that, the, the Rome Mountain State Park campground is closed and some of their other facilities, but you can still access the river and the fish. And I talked to our hatchery manager up in Irwin, and he said they, they stocked that last week. And unless there's a portion of the river that happens to be close to one of the or inside of one of these other areas um, you know that that might be unaccessible but the rest of it still is so that one that one should still be largely you know good to go for fishing okay awesome yeah i know there are a lot of well all the state parks are closed mainly the you know all the main entrances and things like that but there is some chances of access if you if you know of a certain road, like you said, that runs through a park to, near the water or something like that. But. Yeah, and of course, uh, I think uh, Mike Jolly mentioned earlier, the Forest Service has closed their campgrounds and their recreation areas and, and, and so forth. So you'll want to, you know, if you're planning a trip that's going to involve that, you might, you know, you may want to wait a while. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as I know, and even with TVA included, um, their boat ramps are largely still open. Um, I was at one down on Parksville Lake last weekend, and I've never seen so many people down there. But and that's a Forest Service, you know, Cherokee National Forest uh, managed ramp, and it was still open. A lot of the TVA ones are still, unless they're associated with a recreation area or something. And there's a few of those, like I know Cherokee and Fort Loudon. Uh, some of those, you know, you may want to. You know, you may want to check on those. You can go to TVA's website on their on their home page. There's a coronavirus update, and it lists all their their facilities that are affected by these uh, closures. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, I knew we'd uh, we'd put out a press release from them on our Facebook and, and let folks know that some of those rec areas were closed. But that's good to know that maybe some of those ramps are open. So actually, yeah, yeah. If it's not associated with a rec area or something like that, it should be open. Okay, yeah. awesome. Anything else in East Tennessee you want to cover or talk about? I'm, it's a, I love it up there. It's a great place. Uh, to oh, it is. Yeah, I would just say personally, I've been social distancing from the fish from an angling perspective. Um, unlike a lot of folks, I haven't been able to go yet. So I wish I had a, a good fishing report to give you, but uh, I've not been able to get out. But hopefully soon uh, I'll get well, to do that. Uh, keep doing it. Uh, keep doing the good work y'all do, and and appreciate everything y'all do out there, and uh, appreciate all these guys. I'm gonna bring everybody's mic back online. That way, if uh, 
uh, before we get out of here, unmute everybody, but I appreciate um, everybody joining in and, and, and chatting with us. Um, Frank, thank you for leading the charge as the, as the, the chief in Nashville. And, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough job and strange times right now, and but we're making it happen and trying to keep the outdoors open for everybody to enjoy. So, Yeah, Jason, it's strange for everybody. And uh, I'm pretty proud of the work that our crews are doing. I just you know, we're continue to work safely, and I want to encourage anyone that does get to go fishing. You know, try to stay local as best you can. It's not a good time to do a six-hour road trip across the state, uh, and, and be mindful of other people that are out there. But like I said, I've been at some of these crowded areas now, a few, few different times, and people have been very respectful in places I've been. So I've, I guess uh, that's been good to see. So I appreciate that. Awesome. Don, anything you want to mention before we get off here? I appreciate you joining us. Just reiterate what Frank said earlier and just said again, you know, staying local, I think, is key to it right now. And, you know, it's a serious situation gripping our nation. And uh, it's great to hear how the guys have accommodated and, and are doing the social distancing, even in their work crews. It's, uh, you know, it's important to do that. And uh, it's good to hear that that's, that's taken place, but, um, but there is work to be done. And there are um, those fish don't, it's hard to hit a pause button at a fish hatchery. You know, it's, it's a constant motion. Uh, if, if you've ever been able to visit one, there's always something going on. And uh, so anyway, I might, you know, I, I tip my hat to the, to the guys out there, uh, keeping those operations going and, and, and really, uh, looking forward, you know, when this is all over and we're able to get back out and, uh, enjoy more of the freedoms that we're used to, um, we'll, you know, we'll be able to reap the benefits of a lot of the, the work that's going on behind the scenes right now. And I appreciate you know, like Jason said, I appreciate all you guys and and uh, all of all the folks you're working with that are making it happen out there. And again, I just like to encourage folks that are listening to, uh, you know, you those walls are probably closing in, you know, on you if you you've been sheltering in place and working from home. And there's only so much TV you can watch, or so many many things you can search for on the internet, and and uh, and and. You know, it's time to get out and maybe just uh, grab the fishing pole and, and dig some worms if you don't want to go be around a bunch of people at a at a place to buy bait. You know, you can uh, or or use some some uh, uh, plastic baits, whatever you've got, and, and get out there and enjoy the day with with your family. Yeah, even the simplest uh, simplest gear makes a, a great fishing trip. So. That's right. Uh, yeah, watch watch on our Facebook coming up here pretty soon. We're going to post some fishing one-on-one type stuff and some ways to grab a uh, ways to just show you how to grab a, a rod and a, and a sinker or, or a float and some worms and have a good time so uh, that's coming soon and uh, anyway yeah thank you guys appreciate you all um, we're going to continue to do wildcasts like this for a while if we can and we've got a few in the in in the can that uh, we can air if something goes wrong with some of these zoom calls but we're going to keep trying to to maybe do some roundtable discussions like this uh, throughout this strange time and and keep bringing this to the folks out there and on uh, on facebook and youtube and all kinds of places so appreciate you all don thank you for being with us today and uh, thank you jason thanks for setting it all up yeah i guess we'll call it a show and uh 
Uh, <laughs> see you next time on Tennessee Wildcast. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.